0: Hello and welcome to the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson, I'm the founder of Stack, and this week's episode is probably the strangest one we've ever recorded. The South London Review of Hand Dryers is a satirical zine made by a large team of hand dryer enthusiasts based here in London. It's partly a parody of the London Review of Books, it's partly a silly excuse for writing about hand dryers, and it's partly a very lovely testament to the powers of creating creativity and collaboration. It's edited by Wedgley Snipes. You'll be surprised to hear that's not his real name. And in this conversation, he tells the story of how he started the zine and what he's learned from it along the way. As you'll hear, he's totally committed to his love for hand dryers. It's, It's real, it's really real. And that love jumps off the pages of his zine. It is also definitely a joke, and it should totally be read as such, but there's something much deeper in here too. It's this eccentric desire to connect with a particular subculture, and that's what gives it so much heart. We don't often cover zines on stack, but this one really struck a chord with us, so I hope you'll enjoy this conversation with Wedgley Snipes from the South London Review of Hand Dryers. Wedgley thank you very much for coming over thank you very much for having me Stephen <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the South London Review of Hand Dryers sitting in front of us um, you printed like a hundred copies right?
1: Uh, yeah I've just actually printed uh, the next hundred copies for a zine fair we're going to on Saturday so up to 200 now
0: cool okay All right. but, but I hope that those second hundred are not numbered in the same way so I, I, I'm very proud to have number let me just check this what have I got here Number fifty-seven <laughs> of a hundred. So uh, I, I hope that there's not going to be another fifty-seven of hundred out there.
1: No, maybe the same uh, of two hundred, hundred and fifty-seven, perhaps. Nice. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah, it's actually been tweaked um, a little bit just in terms of uh, typo, spelling errors, and bits and bobs we wanted to change. So um, yeah, kind of revamped for issue two.
0: That that is the beauty of a reprint. You get like a second run at the whole thing. Yeah. All right. So the so for for the people who haven't seen this um, thing yet, maybe you could tell us a little bit uh, about what. The South London Review of Hand Dryers is?
1: Uh, well, the South London Review of Hand Dryers is as silly as it sounds and um, much more serious than it sounds. So, we've got um, reviews of hand dryers, we've got uh, poetry, we've got um, short stories, we've got um, reviews of things that kind of tarry the line between reality and uh, disreality, if that's even a word. Um, but at base, I think people um, will realise that it's a kind of a parody of the London review of books, which I'm a huge fan of. Uh, so that certainly comes from a place of love uh, from myself. So tell me, I guess, first of all, why you want
0: to embark on this project in the first place? What was it that kind of like set the itch?
1: So there's a couple of things. I guess kind of, I could give you like a a more direct answer, but I think it would be quite nice just to give an overarching um, idea of why I wanted to do this kind of bizarre, very personal, very creative pursuit. Um, I actually came to London initially uh, because I wanted to become a film critic. And, um, you know, I had some slots on radio. I did a lot of writing, but I was finding it a little bit unfulfilling. It didn't quite scratch this very genuine itch I had to do independent bizarre creative work on my own terms rather than reviewing other people's work. So I kind of used the base level knowledge that I had and the training I had in doing criticism and reviews. And I flipped onto its head uh, by kind of constructing my own world and creating, you know, my own art that I suppose I was reviewing in and of itself and now other people are reviewing, which is, which is really nice. So why hand dries, Why has that become your muse? I mean, why not hand-dryers, really? <laughs> I mean, I do think that we live in a meaningless world, so you do have to give meaning to something. And for whatever reason, mine was hand-dryers. I kind of look at them and I see, I see kind of everything in them. There's a moment when you're in the bathroom and you're washing your hands and you're drying your hands where it's very personal, but it's very loud, but there's also other people there. And it kind of makes me feel existential, and I felt this before I even was introduced to the Facebook group for people who appreciate quality hand dryers. No Yeah, so this is a real Facebook group. There's about 8,000 members. It's run by a really great guy, uh, Ian. And um, people post reviews of hand dryers on there in various ways. Um, and I started reviewing for them, reviewing for them. I started writing for them in oh, about five years ago. The first one I ever reviewed was a Manrose hand dryer. And I'm not sure, Stephen, whether you've ever... Been en- encountered a Manrose hand dryer before
0: uh, what, so, so I I've ordinarily I this... would have said I've got no idea but I believe that there's a Manrose hand dryer in this issue isn't there?
1: There is a review of a book which is about Samuel Manrose who was the inventor <laughs> of uh, it's, it's fantastic it's uh, edited by Telephone Evans it's a really good uh, review we're going to be having the next um, uh, instalment of that in issue 2 Uh, The Manner's Hand Dryer, I first came across one in the disabled toilets of the Isle of Man Sea Ferry uh, terminal, and it genuinely blew my mind. Um, Just the the push action of the button, the kind of silver snout, I could see my reflection, I looked like I was in a Beastie Boys video, I was very rounded. Uh, The noise, the flavour, this is all stuff that genuinely comes through to me. So when I wrote a review of it uh, that encapsulated all these feelings, I got a massive response on this Facebook group. And I kept this up as a hobby for a long time until, you know, I think uh, like a bird's feathers can only, you know, get so so colourful until it has to leave the cage and I has to go and do something else. So I, um, with the um, the kind of, what would you say, the blessings of the group, I embarked on my own independent publishing.
0: So it, it's a thing, because we, we also, so we put the cover uh of this one up on the uh, stack instagram and we had a comment in there from someone like adding in a friend saying like this is your thing this
1: is what you're doing so i'm, <laughs> I'm assuming that's not the same person we're in the facebook group it could very well be it's a massive group there is a bulbous uh, underground hand dryer subculture <laughs> and um there's a great instagram um hand dryers that's all it's called and they do like fantastic, arty um, portraits of um, hand dryers. Uh, When I sold um, the first uh, run of the hand dryers at the uh, DIY Space for London Zine Fair, I actually had a girl come up to me and buy a copy, and she had a tattoo of a Dyson Airblade on her forearm and she was like, I'm a huge hand dryer fan. So uh, you're, you're shaking your head at me. But, and I shake my head sometimes when I think about it. But there is a weird, I think very British eccentric attachment to hand dryers. Maybe just to anything. I really like, um, uh, you know, weird online subcultures like Rate My Meal Deal. Have you have ever seen that? People will buy a meal deal and then people will basically roast them based on what they think they are as a person based on their meal deal choice.
0: Got it. All right. So there's this other factor floating in the background uh, of this, which you've already mentioned, the London Review of Books. What was it about that that made you want to respond to,
1: to what they were doing? I really just kind of fell in love with the wordiness of it. I thought it was quite punk in the sense that it didn't seem to have any regard for what was going on at the given moment in terms of style or structure, I think that and maybe that's just ignorance on my part, but coming from, you know, not very kind of intellectual background or an academic background, I've been to uni, but you know, our house wasn't filled with books. When I first came across the London Review of Books, it was just the wordiest, most high thing I've ever seen. But that I just thought that, you know, it seemed quite silly to me, but it also spoke to me. It was you know, I learned a lot from it. I thought the language was beautiful. Um that being said, I should also say that I was for a little bit uh, dating somebody that used to work at the uh, London reviewer books. So I really hope she's not listening to this, <laughs> but I didn't realize until way later on into the game that maybe this was my kind of like response to that period. I don't know. We only like went on a couple of dates, but maybe me doing my own version of it was me trying to get her attention.
0: So um, so Wedgley, we, we should, um, you're on the the masthead as boss man, mm-hmm. so I, I'm thinking that's kind of like, you know, you're like editor,
1: publisher. I, pre- I prefer the title um, Ideas Monster or Chief Ideas Monster. Okay, all right.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, like, maybe tell us um, a bit about some of the people, because you've got, like, a lot of people who are involved in this magazine. So who who are these people?
1: Um, they're just literally people that have kind of responded to it well along the way. Um, they are written under pseudonyms, so, like, Mustafa Alcreek and Bandor, uh S.P. Monowarvin, Telephone Evans. Those aren't <laughs> their real names, but really? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Yeah, no, they're just people that I've met on nights out. I met um, SP Mono Oven at Liquid Nightclub in Stoke-on-Trent. Charlie Tomashe, who's our editor in training or trying to edit, we like to say. Um, He's a friend from work and he's been absolutely instrumental in helping get this off the ground. Um, He walked past me at lunchtime once and saw me clacking away at this. Now before it's in this lovely InDesign format, you can see we're here today. I was actually doing it in Word 2013 <laughs> and having all the pictures, you know, jump from like first to last page the way that they do. And so he sat down with me and basically said, let me get involved. Let me help this become better. And yeah, it's been wonderful. And I mean, just having all these writers and everyone involved, I've been working on this, you know, I mentioned five years ago, um, just, you know, keeping stocks of reviews. I've got over you know, 40 or 50 makes and models reviewed now. But it's always been a very personal thing. Uh, the thing that has made it become a reality and meant that I can sit here talking with you today, which is fantastic, is that I've made it collaborative. I've let people get involved, I've let people help me, I've let myself ask for help, I've allowed myself to make mistakes, and you know, to anyone that's doing an independent magazine or anything, I just I think that collaboration over competition is like so important.
0: So, so how often do you all get together in one room? It is, is there a massive South London review of hand dryers like meeting in a room above a pub?
1: There hasn't been, but there is going to be actually. I mean, if I can get the dates right, um, hopefully in Stockwell, um, at the Cavendish Arms, we're going to be having an issue two launch party and we're also going to be uh, launching the website, which i'm really excited about the website as well charlie is doing that for us and that's kind of based off of a kind of mick sweeney's style you know internet humor bizarre of like just similes and weird stuff um so yeah that's going to be good but in terms of we don't even have a, a whatsapp group for everybody involved it's very much old school just you know email people when you can uh, so you mentioned the uh, zine fairs um earlier whereabouts will people find you? Uh, so this coming Saturday, so that's the 13th of uh, April, we're going to be at the Solid Gone Zine Fair in Birmingham. And then on the 3rd of May, we're going up to the Duplicate Zine Fair. Again, that's in Birmingham. Um, after that, we've got the Sheffield Zine Fair. That's, um, I think, the 19th of May. And then following that, you know, we're going to be at basically all the Zine Fairs we can get to, uh, Lincoln, uh, York um uh, there 's some stuff going on in Hackney again, if you follow our socials, we'll keep you up to date but we 're hoping that by the end of the year we 'll be able to have a you know like a t shirt south london u k tour <laughs> all those kind of like small towns um so yeah it's, i can 't wait. this is just going to be so much fun
0: so like is
1: were you previously involved with the zine scene at all i no, I, the the the, uh, the way that I came about thinking of doing this as a zine, I was thinking about doing my own spin-off kind of like social media thing, but I just thought, you know, that's already been done, or there's already a great one of those. I went to the DIY space for London. They were in uh, New Cross, and they had a zine fair, and I just went down there just to hang out, and I was like, oh, this is it. These are my people. And I've got to say, like, since kind of like joining a year ago, uh, getting into the zine scene, uh, I guess you could say, um, I just haven't there's so many nice people it's so supportive I guess that's the kind of base level you know we're not trying to make money from our publication either we're basically selling it at a cost and just trying to you know spread the gospel and that suits my personality and there's a lot of like-minded people like myself so it's been lovely to yeah to meet so many you yeah, know great artists and self-publishers
0: it, it's, it's totally true Of I mean you know independent magazines are not the same as zines in that way that you know Unfortunately, we don't often see magazine makers getting together and like you know selling like straight to the public. Yes. But there is definitely that same sense of like friendliness, basically. The, and I think it is because like a lot of the time, people aren't making money out of this. Like you're doing it because you love it. Yeah. And, and now you're like now you're one of the rock stars. Like off tour in the country.
1: <laughs> I'm a mock star. I think you could say. Uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, we're gonna be having like T shirts and, you know, merchandise and stuff. So I guess it kinda of will be like, you know, you know, living a bit of a rock and roll lifestyle maybe. But yeah, I think it's great. Again, one of the the um the taglines that the DIY space kind of used and it really did get to me in a way was collaboration over competition. And I think, you know, I try and bear that in mind as much as possible and it really has helped me. You know, it's just, it's helped me in a lot of ways, even outside of the uh, the kind of zine making world. So yeah, I couldn't, I can recommend it enough.
0: So the, the, well, I feel like we're starting to get into some slightly more serious territory here. So the, obviously that like, you know, making this zine is a lot of fun. What else, if anything, has it brought the, like, you know, kind of, is it like a release from the day job or the, like what? what what aside from just being a laugh has it brought
1: yeah that's a good question it is i mean any kind of writing is a release i think living in london is definitely not the easiest thing and i do love south london but you know i've been here for about three years now and it's been tough and i've always found that writing has been one of the best forms of um, expression for myself and it's weird even looking back at some of these reviews I look back at some of the things I wrote and it mirrors what was happening to me at the time and I didn't even realize it Um so again I've just you know always been squirreling away ideas and you know short stories and reviews as a way to express myself but I've always kept them to myself so just opening them up and making it a thing that other people have you know, it's made them smile. Like being at the zine fair and just seeing people walk around with a coffee and ch- a copy of it and chuckling to themselves. It feels like I've kind of gone full circle. I feel like I've, I've, I've learned how to, you know, utilize art as a therapeutic um, endeavor. And it's, yeah, it's kind of changing my life a little bit. And it seems to me that, um, so it,
0: it's printed, um, I think 24 pages um, on newsprints, mm-hmm. printed with Newspaper Club. That, that's quickly becoming just the quickest, easiest way for someone to put stuff into prints.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, before I got to Newspaper Club, who I've been very happy with, um, I was quite adamant that I wanted to do it on like a, a resegraph. I wanted to, you know, go and I, you know, I'm not going to name names, but um, you know, I, I reached out to a lot of printers. I reached out to a lot of resegraph, a lot of independent presses, and you know, a lot of them said that they couldn't help me with the project I was doing. Some of them just didn't get back. Um, Newspaper Club. Um, Their website had a really good, you know, they basically laid out the design. It had exactly what we were looking for.
0: Yeah, I mean, Newspaper Club are totally brilliant. And so I assume then you're printing issue two with them as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So tell us about issue two. You've got a launch party in the works. Mm -hmm. Are are, are we going to be like same size format?
1: Um, We've just got so many ideas now, um, which is going to make, which will mean keeping to the same Uh, page length a little bit difficult, Uh, it might mean that we have to change up the uh, format. But I'm definitely building off of what people have responded to well. Uh, The personals, everyone loved that straight off the back, so there's going to be more kind of desperately seeking, um, you know, so-and-so, personals, um, adverts, there's going to be a lot more of that, Um, but we've got lots of ideas. Um, One of the things I'm really excited about is we're going to be doing a spin-off as well, a kind of hand-dryer diagnostics manual. Uh, which will be we're teaming up with another graphic designer to be doing a fake kind of um, you know what you know uh, instruction manual for hand dryers, but again in this very silly vein. And um, you know I'll put my neck on the line saying it you know on record. So we have to do it now. We are looking at building our own hand dryer, which um, <laughs> may not dry your hands, but it will certainly make a noise of some description. Um, and so you know maybe a gallery show or something like that. The world's are oyster, yeah. The, I, I think that, like, through all of this, the the big
0: thing that, that I really respond to this, I think, like, when you're doing satire generally, it's very easy for it to come off as, like, a little bit... It's either, like, student newspaper or it is, um, like, you know, you've got, like, an insider joke and if you're not in on the joke, then it's not really for you. But I just think there's such a lovely warmth to this. I guess appropriately, given that it's about hand-dryers.
1: Oh, you could (laughs) write. I totally wasn't feel up to that. (laughs) That's fantastic. Um, No, I really appreciate that. I think, um, you know, I try and... Yeah, I know what you mean. And I think that people have responded to this well um, because I've tried to always make sure that, you know, the writers, we kind of think of ourselves as highfalutin lowlifes. So while we we might be writing in a fancy manner or we might be, you know, trying to, you know, impress with penmanship there's a sense that whoever is writing they're kind of the butt of the joke um so if you're reading it you don't feel like you know you're being made fun of and i think that means that the reader is kind of put into a safe space you yeah. know without them being you know laughing at these people that are writing there's a certain kind of endearing quality that i want to bring across that you know everyone who's doing this clearly loves hand dryers and it's a bit of a thing that is odd to think about at first, but then quite sweet when you give it a second.
0: Okay, so if we've got people out there who are listening to this now going, I love hand dryers. First of all, uh, where can they get hold of a copy? And secondly, how can they get involved?
1: Um, so you can buy a copy at um, southlondonreview.co.uk. I think that's www.slrohd.co.uk. Um, there's a lovely image of a hand dryer in there. If you actually press the button, it will make a noise. It's 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 a pristine little website we've got going. Um, we're also setting up an Instagram, so same thing. S L R O H D. Um, me and Harriet are going to be doing the Instagram, so that'll be able to keep you up to date with everything that's going on. Um, but yeah, I would definitely. I mean, I love to have people involved, but. Considering it's where I got my start, I think everyone should go to the Facebook group for people who appreciate quality hand dryers um, because, you know, that's just that's just always a good time. OK, nice.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, well, thank you very much for coming over. Uh, and
0: yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the, the second issue.
1: Yeah, can't wait. Thank you very much, Stephen.
0: Okay, that's all for this week. I would like to say thanks again to Wedgley for coming over and speaking to us. And if all this has left you wanting more hand dryers, head over to slrohd.co.uk and push the big grey button to hear that hand dryer sound. Uh, Or if you'd rather leave hand dryers for the important business of just drying your hands, but you would like to hear more people like Wedgley who are totally committed to making their magazines, head over to the stack archives to hear lots of independent magazine makers talking about why they do the things they do to hear that just search for stack magazines wherever you get your podcasts and of course if you follow us while you're there we'll be able to deliver next week's episode to you as soon as it's ready thank you very much for listening to this one and we'll be back with another episode next week